Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. But we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families will never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Now, that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting across America. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Welcome to Monday's show. Morning to you. Morning. Morning. Let's go around the room. By the way, you can be anywhere in the whole wide world. You're here with us. Thank you. We appreciate that because you don't have to be. Up first. Our video producer, Data4, producer Eddie. Eddie, what's going on with you? For the past two weeks, people have just been rude to me on the road. Like, I don't know, just weird things like I'm trying to move over and people are not letting me change lanes. I'm like, what is happening here? And you know me. If people start acting rude. Road, rage, Eddie. I start getting angry. And then finally, I realized what the problem was. It wasn't them. It was me. My wife was following me, and she said, your signal light doesn't work. Like, the right brake light's not working. So that was the problem. People were thinking I was trying to cut them off, when in reality, my signal light wasn't working. And my car doesn't tell me that. I'm like, why doesn't... I don't understand. Why doesn't there a little thing that pops up so, like, it's out? What year's your Jeep? Mm, 2014. Oh, I should have something then. You know what it does? It does a... Like, it blinks faster. But does it do that? Yeah, it does. Okay, then it does have something that says... So, like, the one that works goes... Yeah. The one that doesn't goes. Wait, I thought it was just like, that's kind of cool. Oh, now you oh, know. Now you did know. one side do. One yeah, side do. The one that wasn't working. You didn't think about that? No, I just thought it was kind of cool that it does it real fast. What's also funny that you're angry at the world when really it was you. <laughs> it's my fault. What did we learn from this? Uh, no road rage? Self examine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Self examine. Up next, Lunchbox. Here he is. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, I need work to buy me a computer. Uh, I need a laptop for work because. When I ride my bike to work, I had to wear a backpack. And Don't you have it. a laptop with you right now? Yeah, yeah, this is mine, though. This is my personal one. And so when I carry it in my, on my back, in my backpack, on the way to work and to from work, my back gets really, really sweaty. So if I could just have a computer that I could leave here, that way I don't have to transfer it back and forth, I wouldn't be as sweaty. I wouldn't smell as much. The studio would smell better. It'd be better for a work environment. So I need work to pony up the money so I have a computer that I leave here no at problem. work. Oh, we got a huge budget for stuff. 
<laughs> yeah. Guess we don't got to pay for half the games we do here. I mean, hey, Scuba Steve, any chance we get Lunchbox a computer for here? I mean, and put it right there in the studio. It's the dumbest thing. He has a computer. He has a computer. Like, myself, Mike, a lot of us bring our laptop. Yes, me too. Yeah, yeah but you guys don't I ride your bike. laptop, exactly. Yes, and you're yes. Bobby. You're the host of the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, hey, I'm Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. But they bought Eddie a computer. Huh? Who? Eddie? Oh, yeah. Because he, he uses video a computer editing. for video. He literally uh, has to. Did they buy it for him? But it's not his. I do show prep on this. Do you? Yeah. Do you crossword puzzles? Very rarely, but... Eddie has the computer so he can edit all the... He literally needs that to do the job he's hired for. You don't. You That's have right. a computer. No, this computer right here is from work. His laptop. I have no idea. Is it Eddie? This is my This is my work laptop. So work got your laptop also? Yeah, to edit, oh, oh, to video oh, oh, oh. edit. But that's his job. But, but what is that computer for? No, business? that's to record the video. And that's oh. in studio. Oh, my God. Oh my Those God. are exactly. tools he I needs to do one. his job. Right, in studio. I want one for in studio. Now, here's the difference, though. If Eddie were to use his own computer and do this, it would it would kill his computer. Like those two you computers, don't have something else those you're two doing. two computer screens in front of you. Who bought those? <laughs> this is part of the desk. Okay, well, we'll make it part of my desk. I don't okay. care. We're not getting you a computer. You have not one. not logical right now. It's like, all right. Oh my God. I don't even know what it's like arguing with. Like Mike D, he's got a computer for him. Who bought that? Well, the, who bought the microphone? I need another. No, you have a laptop. Wear it in your backpack. I really compare compared to like, you know, trying to talk to a four-year-old. Yeah, I'm the same. I haven't talked to many, so <laughs> don't have that comparison. But I, I'm going to have to say we'll pass on this one. You have a laptop. Just leave it up here. But then what do I, I don't have one at home. Don't that, see what I'm saying? Like, you I don't need, need one at both places. And if you have two, you can't. You, how are you going to get the stuff from one computer to the next? I don't care about that. Okay. Thank you, Lunchbox. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Amy, will you please go? Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's clap for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to pivot there. Go ahead. Okay. I need to work with my son on phone etiquette. It's like if he can't get you on the first try, he calls and calls and calls until he can get you. And, like, for example, I was in a meeting the other day. I had my phone away for an hour. And when I picked up my phone and looked at the missed calls, there was 21. Oh, yeah. I would have thought somebody was dead. Exactly. You, Yeah, that's the natural. But oh, what my gosh, want? what happened? But I'm so used to this now that I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, nothing's wrong. And that the messed up part of that is, is one day there's really going to be something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to not think it's that big of a deal because I'm just thinking he's psychodialing me. And, like, I can't imagine, what if one day he gets a girlfriend and this is how yeah, he... for sure, like, psycho. Yeah, oh, psycho man. dialing. Like, we if ha- I can't have you, no one will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And it's sort of, I'm not saying he's going to yeah, be yeah, that yeah, way because yeah. he, right, he right, means right. well. He just really wants to say what up. He wants to get a hold of you. He wants to ask can a question. Can you give him a max? Three. You get three. I, yeah, we have to figure out something because whatever I'm saying... Still 21. That 21 is excessive even for a mm-hmm. kid. Oh, it's not working. It's gotten to where sometimes, like, for an example, this has been going on for months and months and months. Like, last year at the CMAs, the guys witnessed it. I, I just put him on speakerphone, and I let him enjoy the what we're listening to. So he wouldn't call you anymore? Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I took my sister to the Opry, and he was calling, calling, calling. So I answer, and I'm like, okay. I put it on speaker, and he can just hear the songs. Because then... Block him. <laughs> oh, that's good. Give him a different number. Yeah, block him. Give him one of those trick numbers him, where he's like, the person but... you're calling gave you a fake number and they don't like you. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Ray, hit me up. From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, he exercises with Eddie a lot. And at work, he has his own parking spot. Bobby Bones. Thank you very much. Nice. Hey, I was flipping through my Instagram and usually they're offering me to buy like apparel for Arkansas Razorbacks, basketball, or golf clubs, or things that I look at. They're like, hey, how about this? An ad popped up where if I were to pay like 80 bucks, someone would redo my signature and send it to me and then teach me how to do it. Like your autograph? 
but it was for everybody. So I went and looked. I clicked into it. This is a whole service they're doing for people. There's a new trend of getting signature makeovers by hiring somebody to help them improve the way they sign their name. The prices were all over the map from 10 to 600 bucks. The ad I got was 80 bucks, and they would send you the new signature, and they would show you how to do it, to do it the best. Who would pay money for this? Yeah, that's crazy. That's good. That's interesting, though, because you want your signature to be legible. I don't. My signature is not at all. Yours is cool, though. Yours yeah. is like a BB. Mine's like a big old a one B, yeah. and then a, like a line that you can't really tell what the second line is because sometimes my signature is B E, sometimes it's B B, <laughs> so they both fit, you know? Yeah. But mine's you can't read it. There's no chance. So eighty bucks you would do mine, but there's a company, and this woman specifically who has it, she draws the style. You can have elegant, subtle, dramatic, sharp, classic, artistic, or curvy. Wow. And then get coached, and there's coaching, and then if you want the next month, they can recoach you for like ten bucks. Wow. Who in the world would pay for that? Somebody wants a friend? I have no idea. You're just paying for companionship, right? <laughs> that just happens to be what you're doing during that. All right, that's what's up. We're here today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I think we had a pretty good show today. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will be on Ooh. later today. Won the Daytona 500. His next stop was this show. Yeah. <laughs> he came straight from there. Well, not really, but he'll be on later. <laughs> you ask us questions, we give you answers. It's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. First off, love the show. Found it when I started commuting to work every morning. I respect everyone's opinions and reactions. I would like to get some advice. My son is 16 years old in high school. He gets A's and B's, plays football, wrestles, and runs track. About a month ago, he came home with a couple hundred dollars cash. He said, would you put this in the bank account? When I asked him where he was getting extra cash, he said a kid at school was paying him to do his homework. I told him it wasn't very honest and that they both could get in trouble. I'm not even sure if they would. I just told him that. He proceeded to tell me another kid takes him out to lunch every day for doing his homework as well. So between lunch and cash, it's about 150 bucks a week. He's a good kid, so I don't know if I should tell my son to stop or respect his hustle. I'd appreciate any advice from you and the show. Thank you. Signed, Mom of a Hustler. By the way, if he's 16, he gets A's and B's. Plays football, wrestles, runs track, awesome. has good grades, and that he passes along to other people too. Yeah, you got to admire that. Even, even if you get to the point where you realize what he's doing is against the rules, you got to figure out the rule without asking what the rule is. Because what you'd hate to see is for him to get in trouble for that. I did homework for kids like crazy. I mean, it's really how I paid for school clothes or different normal. I would just do a page for a dollar. And what was great was when I was in seventh grade having to do 10th grade homework, I had to learn how to do this stuff. So by the time I got to 10th grade, I was crushing this three years ago. And so I made a pretty good little nest egg for school by doing other people's homework. And in my school, they didn't give a crap. They didn't ask. You turn it in, it's in. It wasn't the greatest education system where I come from. (laughs) But it wasn't against the rule. I'm sure if I'd have been like, hey, can I do this? They would have said no. So don't ask. But you got to figure out if there's any penalty because you would hate for him to get suspended or or expelled or anything for doing this. It's not like he's taking someone's ACT. I get it. But I would maybe softly inquire and then quit and then let him just do his thing. Life is full of people that need help and want to pay for assistance in in all different ways. It's a great part of the journey. He's learning a, a great lesson and you're having to spend less money. So I'm I'm totally pro it. I would just be careful and have an excuse when he gets caught and go like, no, he was threatening me. That's what I'd say. <laughs> Make up a whole story. Yeah, I have a whole story. I had to. He was threatening me. So yeah, I love it. You can't hustle enough. Amy? Well, as a mom, could you help him pivot it into something that he won't get in trouble for, like tutoring? 
Because clearly he's uh, smart and he's good at uh, it. Just hang out longer with people if you okay. do that. Well, hey. I, I'm not trying to teach somebody. I'll do the work and just give it to you. I don't want to be with you. Yeah, well, I was just trying to keep him from getting in trouble. You're also cutting into his, his money pile there. <laughs> yeah, that's by about money. a third. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go for it. Hustle away. You should be proud of him. He's making good grades, doing extracurriculars. Making a little cash on the side. Sounds like a good kid. Sounds like a good kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. We have two scam alerts here. Scam alert! We don't want you getting scammed, so we're going to tell you how we almost fell for scams. Mine was, I got like an invoice. It was like, hey, you still owe on PayPal this guy for fixing some electronic in your house. If they just guess it's a crap and they just send it to 10,000 people, eventually you're right on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, someone did come. And so I click and I'm right on it. And I went, nope. And so I forwarded it to somebody that like watches over our bank account. It, they're like, no, this is a scam. Don't don't even touch it. And I'm like, but did you did you fall for it? And they're like, no, look at the bottom. It's to like <laughs> NPK dot, 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 dot. No, so there's always me. if you just look at it, there's always something odd about it. Like the email address it's back to. So I almost fell for a PayPal invoice that I didn't, thank God. And Mike D has one. Scam alert! Mike, what's yours? I have fake tech support. I got a call from a company. It looked like it was the actual company. And they wanted to help me with my internet, which was out. This happened to be a coincidence. Totally coincidental. Totally coincidental. Oof. And they're like, hey, we can get this problem fixed for you. I'm sending you a link right now. We'll take over your phone and just show us the problem. <gasps> they wanted you to give them access. Yeah, wow. control of my phone so they could see they we could oh. see the problem. We could fix it for you right now. And I was like, oh, that does sound good. And right when that link came through, I was like, this feels fishy. They're not going to send me a link. It was a fake number. They like had a fake caller ID. It was all a scam. So you clicked the link which allows them access to your phone which means they can do whatever. You're just screwed. Oh no, that's a good one. And I told them on the phone, I was like, I don't have a, fe- I have a feeling you're not the company. They're like, no, no, we're the company. We're Generic insert name of company here. <laughs> Trust us. Yes. So, did you get your internet fixed? I did get it fixed. And it wasn't by, they were wrong, right? They were wrong. They said they would never do that. Did you see the girl? Yeah. Or the story about if your iPhone gets stolen, how quickly somebody can grab your phone. And I think somebody had like $10,000 stolen yeah. in like three minutes because somebody got their phone. I don't know how they got into it. Now, maybe it was un- you grab it and it's unlocked. Yeah. It, it could be unlocked if you're like if you're on it. Let's say I'm on it right now and I'm sending Eddie a text. And you grab my phone right now. And then I it's start swiping. In the, in the middle of text yeah. and you're moving, you can keep that thing unlocked. Yep. And so apparently in three minutes, this happened to somebody. And because it was unlocked, they had $10,000 stolen from their accounts because everything's on their phone. Is that like Apple Pay? Like all that stuff? It could oh, be Apple Pay. It could be Venmo. Uh, Venmo. It could be oh. your bank app. Zale. It could be anything like that. Jeez, so I tell you guys don't have your banking app, on your phone. Any of it. So, yeah, they call it apple picking. Wow. Oh. Mm. So if someone tries to rob you, say, please hold on one second and then lock your phone. <laughs> now you can have it. And then go, okay, here you go, <laughs> kind sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, two scam alerts and then watch out for people apple picking. Because, again, we do have, it's like when girls, there would be stories of people like a bar, not from us, but I think a caller said, or maybe a guest on our show, someone's like, hey, I'll text you. My number, but instead of texting the number, they took money out of their Venmo and Venmoed it to them. Ooh. Yeah, like they grab the phone yes. and they act like they're doing that and they pull up the Except app. they go to Venmo and then send them 300 bucks in Venmo or something like that. Sneaky People man. are no good. Scam alert, all ah. people. Scam alert, everybody's scamming. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good.
There's a vet in Colorado. His name is Dr. John Geller, and he's got a reputation of helping dogs get off the streets and giving them the care that they need, finding them homes. So to a lot of people in the community where he lives, they were not surprised when he went over to Ukraine to help dogs there that needed help after Russia invaded. So he set up a a clinic on the border and they were helping all kinds of dogs. Well, now he's setting up a worldwide vet thing so they can help even more dogs in Ukraine. And here he is talking about how people over there are just really worried about their pets. They really are worried about their pets because for some of them, they just would feel lost without them. And so it's really important for them to know their pets are going to be able to travel and are healthy to do so. Yeah, the situation over there was some people couldn't travel with their pets. They were getting left behind or they didn't have the resources to actually make sure the pets could eat or have health. Wow. So that's awesome. He did that. Listen, you do that here in the States. You do that there. All amazing. If you're just doing anything for anything living, that's your volunteering your time and money. I think that's super cool. So I'm all in for a dog story. What else? Were yeah. You well, say? he's doing vaccines, microchips, and then pet passports. Cause some of these people are like, Oh, if I could get all this done, I could bring my cat to work or a dog or whatever. Where pet passport across the country. Do they have to go to the post office and everything? Do they have what to he's take that picture him. in that same, like, don't <laughs> smile. Take your glasses off. So they tell me, Nope, too much smile, too much facial expression. Do it again. But I never, I don't ever hold my face like this and not have my glasses on, ma'am. We just, the government says you must look like a complete fool. So stand there. Yes, ma'am. That's what's on the picture. Wow. Yeah, I'm real ugly. Is that it? Yeah, it's really cool. Okay, that's it. Other than that little rant there, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the phone, Roy in North Carolina. Roy, what's going on, buddy? All right, I'm going to a concert in a couple weeks in South Carolina. Go see an artist. And she's single. And I don't know, should I bring flowers, candy? Oh, no. How are you going to meet her? I got meet and greets. I bought meet and greets. It's a free show. Got it. So you bought meet and greets. <laughs> Come on, Bones. Come on. What well, you got? I'm torn between shoot your shot and don't get shot being a stalker. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's good. But okay. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. This singer, would we know her, Roy? Um, Yeah, you would know her. Can I put you on hold real quick? You tell them in your ear because I think that matters too. So I'm, I'm going to put them on okay. hold. I'm going to put them on hold. Ray, have them tell Abby in her ear and write uh, it on my screen. Or you can tell me in my ear. Because if I know the personality of the person, too, sure. regardless of if he's a cool dude, good-looking dude, bad-looking dude, I can go, mm, probably not. Okay. Okay. I got it. I heard who it is. You know what, Roy? Let a rip, tater, chip? Let a rip, tater, chip. Come on! That's what I'm going to say. All right, can you... Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Can you hear me? What celebrity would you say you most look like, Roy? I don't know. I get told that I look like um, Mitch Trubisky, a quarterback for the New York Jets. Not bad. Or Ashton Kutcher. Hey. E- wow. Even better. Hey, now I have to Google Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. I mean, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, just think Ashton Kutcher. I know, but I need to know the, the, the mix. It's a mix of the two. Roy, how you planning to deliver these flowers? Because your approach will also matter, and it's going to be awkward because there will be well, other people in a meet and greet. Well, that was my next question because I met her before, and she was a little bit tipsy when we took her picture the first time, and she almost fell over, so I don't know if I should do it after the show <laughs> and meet her or like before the show at the meet and greet. Well, you're only going to have really one shot that, that you're for sure of is the meet and greet because... At the end of a show, she may have to get back. She may have to. She may not be feeling well. There's no guarantee you'll meet her after. So you have to do it pre-show. And are you a pretty normal guy? You got a pretty normal job. You pretty normal. Yeah, I mean, I got a pretty good job and all that stuff. Then this is what I would say. I would go to her. The flowers though are so big in a room with other meet and greeters. I don't know that I would do the flowers because it's going to come off as a little stalkerish. 
what I would probably do is I'd go to the meet and greet. It'd be super nice, super kind. She'll have somebody there with her that's a publicist, manager, tour manager type person. And then after you did that, I would go to her and be like, hey, look, we met before. I would love to hang out with her after the show if possible. I don't want to do this now. Would you give her this note? That's what I would do. It's going to be extremely awkward regardless. Yeah, for sure. But you can't do the, hey, baby, in front of everybody there. It's just going to be... It, then she has to be fake nice to you and you won't know if it's real or not. And you only have like a few seconds. But I think you, I think you could do it. Let us know how it goes, okay? I would definitely let you know how it goes. And y'all know, know who she is. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. from North Carolina. She's Don't from say Rome. too much, buddy. <laughs> Don't say too much. We know who she is. Okay. I'm going to cut them off. Update us. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. These are riddles for kids. Last time, after you guys wanting to play for weeks and weeks and weeks, we went one round, and Andrew was the only one who got one right. We're so. so bad at this. I am yellow, and I write, and my best mate is white. What am I? Pencil. That's right. It'd be a pencil. Damn, I'm ready. Your uh, best mate is white. Your paper. Pen. Oh, I was, paper. Thinking, I was thinking a pen. Yeah, paper. You're right, though. I still would have said pencil, but I was thinking the white pen. Uh, oh. Another warm-up. You guys say you never Come warmed up. Just another warm-up. What kind of ship has two mates but no captain? Friendship. There you go. Or a relationship. Both Love it. Hey, slow down. No, I just what do you mean? Just a little warmer. You know, just calisthenics. Calisthenics. Just kidding. What has a tongue but cannot talk? Shoe. Good. Ooh, I was going to snake. Now let's play the game. Oh, what snake have been right to? No, the answer's tongue. Okay. Could have been I- any animal. I can't talk. Yeah, it could have been any single thing ever. That That's true. Ever that could have been any animal. How do you think hey, about that? Or a parrot. Okay. <laughs> no, they do talk. That's what I said. Parrot wouldn't count it because they talk. All right, let's go. Amy, you are the defending champion. Are you ready? Ready. And. Ooh, we get oh, that bag. You know when I go to the purse, the prize gets a lot better. I cannot believe you have a purse. It's so nice. That's hey, a nice purse. In 23, no pockets for me. I got 20 bucks out in cash. Yeah! If you're able to get five. Huh? In a row? Yeah, because if you get a, you're eliminated, it's over. Mm. But if you get five, you get 20 bucks. Okay. All right. Cash money. Maybe you're up first. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What goes in your pocket but keeps it empty? What goes in your pocket but keeps it empty? 15 seconds starts now. What in your pocket that keeps it empty? Your hand? Oh, that would be incorrect. What is it? Oh, I thought that's what it was. A hole. Uh, okay. I don't write these guys. Yeah. Next up, lunchbox. You cut me, slice me, dice me, and all the while, you cry? What am I? Are you ready for me to go? Yeah. Onion. Good. That's a pretty easy one. That was, that was pretty easy. Yeah. Eddie, come on. I'm always on the dinner table, but you don't get to eat me. What am I? I'm always on the dinner table, mm-hmm. but you don't get to eat me. What am I? That's a plate. That's correct. Ooh. All right, you guys, boys, have one. Amy, you've been eliminated with the dumbest one. I'm sorry. Sorry, I've Amy. Never heard yeah, of my yeah. Life. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. that. You're welcome. <laughs> Lunchbox. What two things can you never eat for breakfast? Oh, that's easy. Got it. Lunch and dinner. Correct. I wouldn't have gotten that. Eddie, what has hands and a face but can't hold anything or smile? What has hands and a face but can't hold anything or smile? I think the watch has a face, right? The face of a watch. You have uh, eight what seconds. Are you at me? Right? Because you're out. What has hands help and a face? Five seconds? <laughs> Let's go watch. Watch your clock, both are right. Okay. Woo! That's two for each of you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amy, you're out, so I figured you'd help me. No, there's no help. Oh. Yeah, quit looking at her for help. You're running a race, and at the very end, you pass the person in second place. What place did you finish the race in? Lunchbox, I'll ask it again. Mm-hmm. You're running a race, and at the very end, you pass the person in second place. What place did you finish the race in? 
15 seconds starts now. First. That's incorrect. Oh! Second. If you pass the person to second, you're now in second. You went from third to second. Yeah. Not first. The first. You didn't pass the first. You said they finished in second. No. They passed I said you're running a race. At the very end, you pass the person in second place. That's what I said. Oh. So, Eddie, you can win. Oh, man. I, got, I didn't pay attention. Yeah, you gotcha. Eddie, if a rooster lays eggs on the exact peak of the barn, right on the top, balanced perfectly, what side does it fall? What? If a rooster lays an egg on the exact peak of the barn, think of the barn, the very tip top, <laughs> balanced perfectly, what side does the egg fall? The flip side. What is your hand? I'm confused. <laughs> the flip side. You're staring a hole in me. I have no idea. I don't know what any of this means. If a rooster lays the egg on the top of the barn. On the exact peak of the barn. Yeah, right at the top. Yeah, what side does it fall? It doesn't fall. Why? Because it's an egg. Incorrect. Roosters don't lay eggs. Dang it! Yeah. What an idiot! So nobody gets the money, but we have to have a champion between you two. Oh, that was tough. The rooster. He said the flip side. I know my favorite answer. Hey, and I was like, Pete, man. Really think of that, Pete. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, roosters don't lay eggs. You sold that one. Okay. Speed round. Oh, speed. One answer. First one to get it right wins. Yeah. Mm. It belongs to you. But your friends use it more than you do. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Your name. Correct. Bam! Bam! How did you do that? There he is. There he is. He's back. He's back. And they stay there. And they stay there. And now. Let's go to Lunchbox because he gets to do the ceremonial riddle me this. Well, this is going to hurt. I know. Pull the music down just a little bit. We'll take the mood to be right. Oh, no. All right, lunch. And that is how we play Riddle Me This. Oh, my chest. He's red. He's red. Good job, Lunchbox. No money, but you do get a victory. <sighs> he needs water. Tulsa, Oklahoma police have arrested Victor Don Juan Medina after he ate at a Waffle House in town and... He orders meal. Yeah, that's what good. you do. Good decision. Sure. He ate it. Good decision. Absolutely. Yeah. He paid his bill. Yeah. What's the problem? Then what did he do Nailed wrong? It. He tipped the waitress generously. What did he all do right, wrong? Bob, good, 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 good. And after he did all that, he pulled out a gun and robbed the restaurant. No, no. <laughs> he fled the scene, but was arrested a short time later. Fox News. That's if you're going to do him. that, you just go and you eat and you do it. You don't have to pay the bill and then tip her. You're just taking it back. Ah, I got you. I'll take that tip back, please. Or you do it right away. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You want food, though. Now you're hungry, though. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm starving. Okay. I'm going to have a waffle, then I'm going to rob. <laughs> I'm not going to pay the bill and then tip. That's weird. Here's Amy's pile of stories. A lot of people are going to do some spring cleaning, so I thought I would go over tips to get rid of clutter. And really, the solution is... Fire. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Always good. The end. If you haven't worn or used something in two years, like it hasn't been touched, I mean, it probably serves no purpose in your life, so you can donate it. I know, but I get scared to wear, like, I'll have a nice shirt or something. I'm like, I don't want to wear it yet. It's not a worthy time to wear it. It's a nice shirt. I don't want to wear it yet. Then I keep doing that forever, and then I have a shirt that I haven't worn in two years, and I'm waiting for the right occasion. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give it away. But as soon as you do, you're going to be like, where's that shirt? Oh, I gave it away. Yep. Mm, that's true, too. <laughs> that happens. I'm going to keep it. Yes. Uh, uh, two years is the rule. I saw that the Clutter Woman, on Netflix, um, Marie, Marie Kondo. Kondo. Oh, yeah. She's like, you know, now that I've had a kid, it's way harder. To keep things <laughs> oh, I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, I don't just worry about uncluttering stuff all the time. So, okay. But, but. Which, speaking of kids, that's another area where you can say, okay, hey, if these don't fit anymore, let's donate them to someone else that could use them. And then letting go of nostalgia is another big one. Like, for example, if you wore a shirt when you first dated your husband 20 years ago, but you're holding on to it because of that reason, it, it, it might be time to let that go. There are a couple shirts my wife wants to die. Like, so she wants the shirts to die. Mm. Because they have holes in them. All of them. Really old. I've got an Arkansas Razorback t-shirt with the sleeves cut out from 1999. Mm. And so yeah. it barely is. It's like three threads. She's like, why do you keep wearing this thing? I was like, why don't I wear it every day is my question. It's that comfortable. <laughs> Make what a else? quilt. I don't know I'm doing a quilt. No, that's just cluttering up the quilt closet. All right, what else? All men are hardwired to want women in their... 20s. Bikinis. Oh, Lingerie. Like 20s, bikinis, lingerie. <laughs> it's uh-huh. an age. Did anybody? Oh, an oh, oh, oh. You said yeah. in there. In there, okay. fill in the blank. 20s. Lunchbox don't answer. Yeah, how did one. you know that? It is 20s. Well, of course. <laughs> that's when they're the hottest. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably. Like, just be, be real with yourself. It's probably because over mm-hmm. thousands of years, women in their 20s could have the most babies and they were the most uh, fertile yeah. and fruitful. So probably the caveman was like, need woman. Lingerie not exist yet, <laughs> so just need baby. Also, probably if they when they have a baby in their twenties, their body bounce back. Okay, faster. they probably no just have more babies. Stop with the bounce yeah. back. Okay, listen. This whole study was done, and by and large, the female participants preferred men like their own age or slightly older. Yeah, because women are far more mature than men. But men, they're just like looking for need baby women in their. <laughs> we'll put one in you. So stupid, like. Don't get angry at the point. Yeah. Why are you so wired? No, 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 I'm fine. 13, She's triggered by 13, the whole thing. 13,000 people were a part of this mm-hmm. study. You and said wired. I mean, that's just the way yeah, it is. Yeah, and you, it's like we can't help it. Right. Just, yeah, we're wired that way. It's just nature, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, what else? Chatbot. She didn't want to go on. Yeah. <laughs> she looked at me like, I don't want to do this anymore. Go ahead. You know, chatbot. No. The, the paperclip? The paperclip that talks oh, to you? Yeah. You want to do a resume? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that guy. The AI, it just like takes things from the, it can form, it can form full emails and sentences and thoughts and okay. all the things just from information and data from the web. Okay. Okay. Well, Taste Country did this whole thing and asked a chatbot, like its take on the most popular country artists. And it was spot on. Like things it said about Garth Brooks. Engaging in live performances. Record-breaking success. Blake Shelton has the ability to blend traditional and contemporary. Dolly Parton has exceptional songwriting skills. Carrie Underwood, impressive vocal range. Like this is stuff they all gathered. Or they, Why we need chatbot? The chatbot. We all knew that. It's a waste. Yeah, all they did was Google it. Yeah, yeah. It's not no, that, well, they didn't Google the it. They had a bunch didn't. of data. The chat, it's almost like you can, like, I, this, my thing with this, if my daughter gets too into it, like, she's gonna be like, chatbot. Um, my homework assignment today is to write a paper about what I'm gonna be like when I'm 22 years old. And then she's just gonna be like, the problem is, it looks like somebody who just learned English as their second language. Right. And well, it that, always doesn't make sense. That is my daughter. Yeah. So. Oh, that is true, too. It's her as well. So I guess it wouldn't make sense for her. Right. Okay, is that it? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. There's a group of awesome people that live in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and they love to sew. Every Friday morning, they wake up and they get their sewing machines, they get together and they sew quilts and pillowcases for kids that are in foster care, which is awesome. I'll tell you why. 
Because when they're in foster care and they move from home to home, they really don't take stuff with them. So if they have this quilt that they can take, they, it brings them joy. It brings them comfort, which is really, really cool. And I love that they do this. It's also cool that you like would know why that's a thing. Well, my kids, which is crazy, when my kids came to our house, well, one of them we got from the hospital literally had nothing. And then the other one, when he came, he had nothing but the clothes on his back. So you don't think about that. And if you would have gone to another home, like... Who knows what he would have had, and his clothes were just the same, and you got to get toothbrushes, diapers, all that stuff. So the fact that they have something with them, like a teddy bear, quilt, stuff like that, I think that's really cool. I agree. It's awesome. And something Eddie and I are doing together, because Eddie was a foster parent, now an adoptive parent, and then my story about how I grew up. Eddie and I will be speaking together at the Vera Lloyd Luncheon in Little Rock, Arkansas on March 15th. You can get tickets at veraloyd.org, but Eddie and I... You guys speak first or second? You uh, the headliner? Ooh, that's a that's good right. question. That's right. I know. That's the question. <laughs> we'll flip a coin. Lunchbox, who would you put first? Oh, definitely Eddie. And then I close? Yeah. Okay. Or start them big and then. Nah, you don't like, do that because oh, the crowd leaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You go to a concert. Do they start with the best that's act? Good. No. All right. Great story, Eddie. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right. Coming up in like 15 minutes, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will be on. He won the Daytona 500. So we got a lot of questions. Mostly, we'll get them on and then go like, you know that situation Amy had with insurance where the <laughs> person hit her car? What would you have done? It's a race car driver. Yeah, we're going to ask him like <laughs> insurance questions. But no, we'll talk about that. It's pretty cool. Uh, he just won it. He's coming on with us. So we'll do that. But first, let's go over and do the morning corny. The morning corny. What is the barista's favorite exercise? What's a barista's favorite exercise? The French press. <laughs> oh. It's funny. Oh, like the bench it's like press. Coffee. <laughs> French like press. press. Got it. That was the morning corny. Got it. No, I got it. <laughs> Not a big coffee drinker, but I got it. It's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know, we just won Daytona 500. And NASCAR celebrating their 75th diamond anniversary, so 75 years since the sanctioning body was founded and incorporated in Daytona Beach, Florida. That's right, the big winner, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. We got a lot to talk about, including in a few minutes, Scuba had a really good interaction with him. I'm sure he won't remember, but it just shows you like he's a cool dude, even outside of being interviewed. So he won Daytona. He drives the number 47 Camaro in the NASCAR Cup Series for JTG Dottery Racing. And here we go, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Hey, Ricky, what's up, dude? What's happening, Bobby? Good to talk to you. I, you know, after players win the Super Bowl or they win the NBA championship at like 8 in the morning, they're still doing interviews. They've been up all night, exhausted, partying, <laughs> selling. Is that what happened after Daytona? Did you just stay up and go hard and like celebrate for 12 hours? Pretty much. We did get, I, I've got two hours and a half, two and a half hours of sleep. Um, Sunday night before doing media Monday morning and then went straight to Orlando. I uh, went to Disney, which was really fun, but tiring. And then uh, flew home and then got, I think, three hours before I had to get on a flight to Chicago. Mm. Uh, so the week was was fun filled uh, with no sleep. What about the night before? Because I feel like as much as we're talking about after you win, how exciting it is, but still exhausting. Like I just... I'd have trouble sleeping like the night before <laughs> Daytona or the Super Bowl or the World Series. Is that an issue with you at all? Not really. Um, you know, I think for me, it is a obviously a massive race, our, our biggest race of the year. You know, I do a lot of things to, uh, you know, I use a whoop. So I'm like constantly tracking my sleep and 
I try and do everything right, especially Saturday, to make sure that I, you know I get the best sleep possible. And uh, it worked. I woke up in the green recovery Sunday morning and just felt good. We have Amy on the show. Amy, say hi to Ricky. Hi, Ricky. Hey, Amy. And hi. so she got into a fender bender recently, mm-hmm. and the woman Uh-oh. came. Yeah, well, the woman came over and was like, "No, no, no let's not do insurance." Just, um, I'll just pay you cash, but here's my number, and then just call me, and we'll be sure to get you the cash later. Now, is this something... Did she give you the correct number? So far, so far, we've been texting. I still haven't seen any money yet. What is your advice here? You're you're an expert in the car world. (laughs) Shouldn't someone, like, take a picture of the the accident and, you know, have the insurance or call the cops? What, What would be your advice here, Ricky? I'll be honest. I ran into somebody one time, and, uh, and the guy got out, and he didn't want to call the insurance company and he didn't want to call the police but it was because he was drunk so um i got away with that one um he didn't ask for my number he didn't want anything and it wasn't it wasn't a bad issue but uh man that's that's tough i hope you see some money out of that if not, Ricky's going to hook you up. He made a, a little, let's say he's got a little nest egg now after Daytona. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little yeah, nest egg, yeah. yes. I'm here for it. Amy's also teaching her daughter how to drive. What advice would you give Amy and her daughter to be an excellent driver? I would say most of the time, parents probably try and talk too much while the kid's actually driving. Just let them, just let them figure it out, I feel like. That's pretty good. Give them a few pointers. Give them a few pointers and just just let them go. I know, but when you're in that passenger seat, there's a lot to That's say. Right. <laughs> like, there's just, uh, you know. Yes. But, okay, thank you. I appreciate that advice. I'll try to just, you know, say what I need to say at the beginning and then stay quiet. Are you a terrible backseat yeah. driver, Ricky? Um, yes and no. I, I do like to drive and like to be in control, but I do not mind riding. Um, and things may annoy me while I'm riding, but I normally don't say anything. I just let it go and just enjoy my ride with not having to drive. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, 
That's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is on with us. He won Daytona. We're talking about all kinds of stuff, but before we get back over to it, Scuba, tell everybody your story with Ricky. So we went to the race last year when it was here in Nashville, and we got pit passes, got to go behind the scenes, check out the cars, the garages, and everything, talk to a lot of different players, and I brought my son, who was just turned four at the time. A little nervous about that because he's a little immature. So we're talking to the drivers. Ricky's one of them, and we're having a conversation. My son goes up to him, takes his hat, and then, oh, that's really cute. Okay, whatever. And then he punches him in the crotch. Wait, he took Ricky's hat off his head? And took his hat off his crotch? head and punched him in the crotch. Oh, and I'm just no. like, oh, my God. How do I, what do I say? What do I do? And I'm like, oh, kids are kids, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. But I think based on that, it was a good luck thing because then he won Daytona a few months later. Oh, so your kid punching in the crotch is a good luck charm for anybody. Yes, because he didn't like any of the other drivers. He talked about six or seven of them, didn't care about them. But Ricky, he just felt the need to take the hat and punch him and... You're welcome, Ricky. And Ricky got a shot in the nads and was cool with it. He was totally, his face was not cool with it, but I think he handled it the best way he possibly can. It hurt. It hurt. All right, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., your Daytona 500 winner now. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I want to ask about sponsorships. Kroger is one of your main sponsors. Now, do you sign anything that says you can't like stop at a Publix or go buy a Piggly Wiggly? Since Kroger's the main, and say someone takes a picture of you in one of these others, will you get in trouble? I won't get in trouble, but I definitely try not to do that. You know, there's some areas of the country that you know you're kind of forced to go somewhere else, but I definitely try and go to a Kroger branded store, whether it be a Kroger or here in North Carolina, we have Harris Teeter. Uh, you know, so there's not Kroger uh, in this area, but they own Harris Teeter. So I go try and go there. What is Olive Branch, Mississippi like? I'm from a small town in Arkansas. So I wonder what your small town is like there. I would say our small town is not so small anymore. Uh, you know, we're just right outside of Memphis. And so uh, it's massively growing. Uh, I feel like every time I go back, I don't really recognize it. But now we have 
I mean, there's two four lane roads that kind of run parallel, uh, kind of north and south of each other. So it's it's pretty big, but I'm sure in Arkansas, your town was probably a little smaller. Yeah, 700. Where are you from? Yeah, I'm from a town called Mountain Pine. You probably never heard of it. We used to be Olive Branch on all the football games. We actually never played oh, them. Nice. Yeah, we never played them. <laughs> Olive, Olive, Olive Branch was really good. I actually didn't go to Olive Branch High School, but their their football team was really good. Eddie, what do you want to ask Ricky here? Yeah, Ricky, so I watched NASCAR, and I was watching this past weekend, and I noticed, like, I guess you guys drive in counterclockwise, which so is left, 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 right? Correct. And I'm thinking, like, what if tomorrow they say, boys, I want you all to go right, 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 right. Like, do you think you'd be able to race <laughs> oh, as well if you if went the just, other way? He just combusted. <laughs> all of them. It would be, be like... So it would be really tough. Uh, our cars, we're on the left side of the car. And that is, you know, that's where you want your weight. You want your weight of the race car, like, all the way to the left as, as far as you can get it. So if we had to turn around and do, the like, an oval track going right, it would be really difficult uh, to get used to that. And then the car, I don't think, would be keen to, to doing that. Now, we do do road courses where we go left and right, but it's like the corners are kind of short. Daytona going right would be really crazy. It will be like a left tackle playing in the NFL his whole career. And it's like, hey, we need to get right tackle real For quick. Sure. And you would think, but your muscle memory is probably so dialed it, into what you're doing all the time. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been racing since I was five, so yeah. going left. In five, you're doing those little. Uh, are you doing the the car the, <laughs> the battery go karts? Yeah, the go karts. Uh, no, yeah, they were they were gas powered. Are you really? Is that something you're just really good at at five, and all of a sudden you're like, this guy's got a talent at five? Or is everybody at five? They all kind of start the same talent, and you build. No, definitely, there's some that are way better than others at five. You know, I go out. We have a go kart track here in North Carolina close to my house called Millbridge Speedway and you go out there and there's kids racing and there are some that are just way better than others. Yeah, I would be one of the ones that was getting passed. I'd be I'd be afraid yeah. to break the speed limit in the go-karts. <laughs> I want to introduce you to our guy here at Lunchbox who got in trouble a few weeks ago because as I was interviewing Dirk Bentley, who's a country music artist, um, we look over and Lunchbox is doing a crossword puzzle and we didn't realize he wasn't paying attention but he does it during every interview so we figured out if we bring it into the interview it actually that makes sense so he's going to ask you go ahead lunchbox yeah i'm stuck on 14 across it's a succulent used to make tequila and it's a one two three four five letter word a succulent agave oh agave man i kept putting aloe and it was like that ain't working (laughs) thank you man boo it worked yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Hey, should we do another one? No, we're good. One at a time, buddy. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm one and one. I'm one and one. I'm done. <laughs> well, I hope you you know stay safe. I always I, that, that race car stuff. I'm actually in the airport right now, uh, headed to the Houston rodeo to watch uh, my buddy Parker McCollum play. So oh, nice. And then Brooks and Dunn tomorrow night. So I'm hey. uh, I've got a fun filled week. Hey, Parker McCollum. Overrated, am I right? <laughs> I'm no, just kidding. I'm on. just kidding. He's a friend of mine. He just played a show with me. Um, he looked at you like you were serious. No, he's not. Like, hey, Rick's gonna fight me. I'm like, no, that's like my dude. We live right down the road from each other. Uh, so oh, I love that. you have uh, meet and greets. You need, need some help, or you all set up over there? Uh, we're good. Okay, we're good. I figured so. Just making sure. And with Brooks and Dunn, you're good there too, right? Good there too. Yes. Right. Well, there he is. Look, the champ is here. Oh, I'll say this: some second place guy. Sent his yellow helmet here. Oh, I see that. Pennzoil. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm taking notes. Yeah. And 
he said he left it here and he was like, I'm about to win Daytona. Number twenty two. And now it's the number two helmet. I'm just, I wish I had the number one. That's what's crazy. He it's, did he did win the championship, which we ain't talking know, about that. Hey, is. we're talking about Daytona right now, Ricky. Come on. <laughs> right now. Yes. yes. Congratulations. Super cool to talk Thank with you, you and uh, you know, continued success. And let's go. Playoffs and let's get it. Let's do it this year. Yes. We'll come see you in Nashville. All right, buddy. See you later. See you. Thank you. Bobby's Big Stories. In the news, a Spirit Airlines flight that was diverted landed safely in Jacksonville, Florida last week after the crew reported a battery in an overhead bin was on fire. If there were any smoke coming out of one of these bins, I'd have been yelling bomb. <laughs> and I'd have had no reason to think that, except I'd have thought somebody was trying to blow the plane up. Wouldn't you guys? Yeah. yeah. Scary. Yeah. The flight. And how old is a battery to just catch on fire? Like a bat, what, what is it? What, is that a car battery from the 60s? Or yeah, or like it could be a faulty laptop battery. No, I hear you, but yeah. still, I never seen a laptop battery just catch fire. <laughs> and all my life, I've seen laptop batteries. The flight that took off from Dallas Fort Worth was on the way to Orlando. Smoke started filling the cabin Ugh. in the air. I'd have freaked out. Reports indicate that as many as 10 people were taken to the hospital because. The smoke was so thick, and they couldn't go anywhere. They're in a tube of smoke. Yeah, I'd have been running back and forth, naked, yelling, bomb, bomb. Wow. <laughs> and only naked because that's just the kind of yeah. mood I'd have been in. Okay, all right. I really okay. wanted to make a scene. Okay. Yeah. Witness say the battery pack that was charging a cell phone was the culprit. It wasn't oh, a... Oh, it's one of those portable those, chargers. Even then. I've seen a lot of those in my day. Never <laughs> seen one catch on fire. The FAA is investigating. That's from CNN. From UPI, experts warn against putting lip balm on your eyelids. Don't put lip balm on your eyelid. Even if you see it on TikTok, it's bad for your eyes. According to medical experts, the trend first began like in the 2010s, but because it can spread so easily now on TikTok, people are doing it again. It's called beezing because of Burt's Bees lip balm in particular. Oh, yeah. Some believe if you put it on your eyelids, it gets you high. Now I'm going to do this story. I know you're going to do it. Now that I said that. No, I'm actually not. I, I, not you guys. <laughs> no, not, not, you, Amy, not you. It heightens the <laughs> sensation of of drinking it increases feelings of alertness well now I'm gonna do it golly <laughs> I mean it's so weird that lip balm you put it on your lips and you don't get that the like, peppermint oil in the lip balm can cause a tingling sensation mm. yeah that's called it burns and it mm-hmm. shouldn't be there but there's a chemical reaction in the body that is produced when doing drugs or alcohol and it's the same chemical reaction sort of that comes with this I, I just told this whole story now People are going to try it. I did, it was the wrong thing. I, I wonder if the same is true. I guess maybe it's just a peppermint because hemorrhoid cream is okay. On your, your eyes? And you yeah. to feel high? No. Oh. Just to like de-puff. Yeah. Hey. What on earth? You do you, girl. Yeah. Are you hanging your toilet paper the correct way? Yes. Come on. Here we go. I am. What way do you hang it? You hang it with the um, toilet like hanging over, not under. Okay. Under. Oh, no, over. typical man. This way. Research after research reveals the proper and most hygienic way to hang your toilet paper is over and not under. Really? Mm-hmm. From the Daily Mail. How's that more hygienic? If the paper is over, when you reach for the paper, your fingers will only touch the piece that you plan to use and flush. Oh. However, when it's under, you got poopy fingers, you're touching all of it. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. It does make sense, uh, doesn't it? Actually. Uh, Daily Mail. And if you do this with Burt's Bees in your eyes. <laughs> you get a party. Oh, man. That's a party on the toilet. Here's a list of discontinued foods that no longer exist and haven't for a while. Oh, wow. But because the demand wasn't there or low sales, they pulled them. And you'll know them. I'm sure you didn't want to buy them. But Jell-O Pudding Pops, they ain't there anymore. Yeah. Those are good, though. 
I associate that with one person. Oh, yeah. Jello pudding pops. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, banana nut Cheerios, cinnamon Tic Tacs, waffle crisp cereal. Waffle crisp. Would that be like that cookie crisp? That a waffle. Like waffles? I don't even remember that. Starburst hard candy. Barbecue Fritos. Ooh, those are pretty good. Those were good. And black cherry vanilla Coke. And that's from Eat This, Not That. Hmm. Waffle Crisp looks like... It's just from Post. I thought it would be like a... You know, they had Count Chocula. Yeah, Then they had Frankenberry. And they had Boo Berry. Yeah, like yeah. all that family. I thought that would be one of the Crisp family. It's not. <laughs> Hillary Duff never had Taco Bell until her third pregnancy. She's sharing a very memorable craving that she had. She's 35. She appeared on a podcast called... Good guys with Josh Peck and Ben Sofer, and they were talking about some food. And she talked about Taco Bell. She never even had it, but she had a crazy craving for it. Whenever her third pregnancy hit, she never had Taco Bell till she was like thirty-three or something. What did What did you not have till way late in life? For me, it was coffee. Probably until five years ago, I never had a drink of coffee, mm-hmm. and I did because I was doing Dancing with the Stars and I was struggling, and it was the only thing there, so I just drank it. It's terrible. Poop water is what it is. You anything? I mean, olives only because y'all made me eat it. Yeah, it doesn't really count, but okay. good for us. In and out, I had that way later. <laughs> yeah, like... In and out burger. Yeah, awesome. Eddie, anything? I mean, I'm a tea drinker now. I never was, which is kind of weird. Never sweet tea or no? And no, I'm talking like hot tea with like honey and lemon, oh. like to relax. Lunchbox, oh anything? I got tried cucumbers for the first time last year. <laughs> I... But he's had pickles before. But it's, but not... it's different. It's different. <laughs> Because she could have had tacos at Taco Bueno. Oh, two tacos, yeah. Well, and I find it interesting she would crave something that she never had. Mm. Uh, National Park Service says in an ad, never push a slower friend down in a bear encounter. Oh, come on. The National Park Service is offering sage advice for park visitors. And they're putting it out there. Hey, look, if you see a bear and you're in trouble, don't push your slower friend down. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. If you come across a bear, never push a friend down. Even if they're slower than you and you feel threatened. And even if you feel that the friendship has run its course. <laughs> Check in on the friendship before you head to the woods, they say, That's though. That's horrible. I saved this story for last because I don't know anything about this, but I think Ray does. Lisa Vanderpump breaks silence on Vanderpump Rules cheating bombshell. Ray, you keeping up with this? Yeah, a little bit. Um, the show used to be a lot better, season one, season two, but yes, I follow. So this is Vanderpump Rules. Who cheats with who? Do you know? Yeah, Ari- Ariana. He's like, I keep up with little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Sandoval's girls, Ariana, I don't even, they never get married. They just always date for like 10 years. But I guess he got with this other chick that was like uh, 18-year-old. Oh, my. And now they're saying, they're looking back at episodes like, oh, they disappeared in this episode for three hours. Maybe they were hooking up back then, too. Oh. Isn't Sandoval's nickname Sandoval, Devil, Sand Devil? I think now. <laughs> And how old is Sand Devil? He's probably my <laughs> age and the other chicks really. Because she used to just be in pageants. And I believe at maybe 20 or something, you can't be in pageants anymore. So that was a big thing for her. Oh, I'm looking at him here. Is it explosive, like the headline says? Massive, because they're all friends. They're all, and they secretly did it. And it all happened because she was at his show and his cell phone fell out of his pocket. And there was pictures of this other chick on it. So when oh. it fell out, the picture just showed up? Yeah, his then-girlfriend grabbed the phone and there were just pictures on it. And she goes, uh, what is this? And this all happened on the show? 
I don't know if they were filming, but it just happened in real time. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I checked out halfway through this. I don't want to ask a question, but I wasn't even listening when I asked but the question. But that's pretty intense that the phone falls out of the pocket. And what kind of show does he do? But also, a phone doesn't fall out and also show pictures because you have to unlock a phone. Right. Maybe he had just been looking at it and it hadn't shut off yet. Yeah. He tried to put it in his pocket and it fell out. Finally. I don't know. TikTok will limit screen time for users under 18 years old to 60 minutes a day. Okay. And they will be prompted to enter a passcode to continue watching after the limit is reached. Well, this is like saying no one under 13 can have an Instagram. Sure you can. You just do it. So no one's going to say they're under 18. Right. And secondly, this is TikTok trying to go, please don't ban us. This is their first of many PR moves. They really affect nothing. This is not This is not going to be a, not a thing. You don't think kids enter their real birthday? No, no chance. If they did before, they won't now. A 17-year-old? You think a 17-year-old is going to be like, got to be honest here, <laughs> Mr. TikTok? <laughs> of course not. TikTok is owned by China. China can feed us whatever they want through TikTok. They have the lever. Up, down, dumber, smarter. Send us. They can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so controversial that they own it. Right, and they limit it for their teenagers or their kids. Not only limit it. Yeah. If you're under 13, you only get educational or government, like, propaganda. Like, I love the government type stuff. That's crazy. And then when you hit a certain age, then you get the more, forget the, you know, the dancing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, there's TikTok's first step. That's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Let's talk to Rita in North Carolina. We're talking about TikTok, and they say, okay, if you're under 18, it's like you got an hour on TikTok. There's a rule. Then we shut it down. I think it was 18 or 13. I mean, I just did the story, but I think it was 18 in the news, right? Because in in China, I thought it was younger than that. It's 18 in America. Yeah. Uh, Rita, what do you want to say? Hey, good morning, studio. Morning. I just, I just wanted to comment on that. That, um, you know, I understand. It seems like, oh, when you think about it, oh, that's a great idea. They shouldn't be spending all that time on TikTok. But really and truly, under eighteen, it's the parents' choice how much time they spend on TikTok, not somebody else's choice. You know, there are certain things that are like good for, you know, society, like driver's license and drinking laws and stuff. But how they spend their personal time, that should be the parents' choice, not some company taking control away from the parents. Well, it still is. Where do you, where, the, the parent where, can just go, yeah, put it on 18. Who cares? It's easy. They're, they're not really taking anything away from the parents because you can lie on an app and say how old you are. I can say I'm 71. I can say I'm 12. I often do on the internet when talking to other guys. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys find out I'm catfishing oh, through a dudes oh, doing thing like this. No, no, no. But no, no, they're not actually taking anything away from parents because you can easily just go, I'm born this year. But what, what it does is actually help parents if they want to make sure their kids aren't on TikTok more than an hour. Yeah, like you're going to be arrested. Yes. No, no, you're not. Stop. <laughs> no, no. So it's a tool that will help parents if they choose that they would like to have help. Otherwise, kids can run free and do whatever they want. Also, I don't trust all parents to make all good decisions for all kids. That's very We've true. seen what's happened here. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of terrible parents mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Or parents that aren't terrible that have to go work two jobs and they can't be around. That was more of a situation with me. So, but yes, no, I, it's a it's a parent helping thing more than it is taking rights away from a parent. You know what? They should give us all an hour on TikTok and shut it down. That's Adults, what I'm kids, talking about. everything. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It would help me out. Only one hour. Spend it wisely. And don't give me that password either. I don't want to know it. One of my friends has an app on his phone that shuts his phone down at a certain time or with certain usage, meaning he can't get on anything except to call or text after. And the only person he has one friend that has the code. And so if he has to has to break it, he'll call the friend. That's amazing. He knows what he's good at, what he's not good at, how 
much restraint he can have, but he has set up his, his own parameters there. Smart. Wow. No, I'd hate that. Well, no, it's no, I'd be calling all the time. Hey, what's the code? Give me the code. <laughs> but he, he knows how or she, whoever, that, yes. that to, how to take care of themselves mentally. It's like me with sugar in my house. There are a lot of times like now we have no sugar in the house because I can't have it because I'll eat it all. I love it. I'm a pretty responsible guy. I'm addicted to sugar. I literally, I literally, I don't use that word. I think I, I literally am addicted to sugar. And so there's no sugar in the house unless it's a natural sugar, which is a fruit, because I'm just dealing with all this digest, digestive stuff. But same thing, right? Like, I think if I keep it away from me. Sure. It's like friends. It's like you are what your environment is. You get to mostly create your own environment once you get to be 15 or above. Like, you're a product of the environment that you create for yourself. You keep good people around you, you're mostly going to make good decisions. You hang out with people that don't make good decisions... Well, you're not going to be the one person in the group that's making all the good decisions where everybody else sucks. No, you're just in a group of people that make sucky decisions or unsafe decisions. So it's super important, even in like career, even in, you know, social. If you have good people around you, you make better decisions. And if you don't have sugar around you, you can't eat sugar, <laughs> which is what I'm working on right now. Uh, let's do high. Low from the weekend. Amy, you go. Well, my low is definitely all the broken stuff in my backyard and ha- half my roof shingles scattered about throughout my neighborhood. So there was a big windstorm mm-hmm. and I missed most of it because I was in California. And so but my wife was here and she was like, you'll never believe this. The day before she called, she said, they're canceling school because of wind the next day. Yes. Yeah. I was like, that. like a tornado? There's no, no, no. That's, that's also a low. Heavy wind. <laughs> it was rattling everything. I never heard of such thing. Mm-hmm. And so it came and you know what? It was as bad as everyone said it was. Yeah. It blew, we had no power for two days. So it completely knocked the, the power out. And so what happened? Well, I'm, I'm thankful mine wasn't far worse. But yes, there's just bro- like a broken umbrella in the backyard, a broken Ooh. chair in the backyard. Ah. And, then, and then the, the roof <laughs> shingles. <laughs> that I, sucks. I, kept, I was walking the dog through the neighborhood and like in my neighbor's yards, I was like, oh yeah, that, that's definitely my roof. That's my roof, mm. and we we're, we have to get a new roof anyway. And now it's evident why. <laughs> like, I'm like glad we already have that scheduled for in two weeks. We get a new roof, and then I would say my high would be just I feel incredibly thankful that my son has formed these two relationships with two other kids, and their moms are also cool. And I don't know how rare or common that is. I don't know, but they've they come over to play, and their moms come too. And so there's been two weekends in a row where the boys are all playing together, and we they don't talk to us at all. That's awesome. And then we get to hang out in the kitchen, the living room, and chat and do our thing. And so that was a high from this weekend. That's pretty cool. You know what I worry about because we don't have kids yet. My wife is not pregnant. I had somebody ask me, "Hey, I saw my wife's not pregnant." Hmm? Everybody it. Yeah. No, there's a rumor my wife. My wife's not pregnant. And so. When we do have kids, I'm going to be like 100, and the other parents are going to be like 25. <laughs> hey, there is that. <laughs> I go through that. Are you limited on TikTok? Because I'm not. You can use mine. <laughs> See, that's going to happen when I finally have have kids. Uh, good weekend, bad weekend overall? Great. Except for the, yeah, kids were home from school on Friday in the storm. but Yeah. yeah. But you're okay with that? Uh, them being home? Yeah. Oh, I, no, you I, aren't. Okay. I, you are okay with that. I, I love yeah. eight hours away at school. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I mean, we still have work to do, right? Like we work Absolutely. here and we go home and we still, I have a podcast room there. I'm working. And, and he kept, at, my son kept being like, can I do this? Can I do this? I said, Stevenson, when you're at school every day, like this is what we have to keep going with all of these things. So I'm about, I'm adding more time to your PS4. You're welcome. Oh, you gave him extra time. Yes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> my wife does the same for me sometimes. <laughs> can I do this? Can I, you know what? Go play more.
Okay. okay. Fortnite it up. Uh, high low for me. I got to host the Rich Eisen show for a couple days on Thursday and Friday of last week. And so after Friday, I didn't get a chance to come on because it was after the show. But it was, it was amazing. It was awesome. The fact that somebody that I thought was so cool as a kid and has an awesome TV and radio show just said, yeah, come host for a couple days. It went A+. plus. So my high would, would be that. And then the low, it wasn't the storm, even though we're still kind of suffering the effects from it. We have breakers that are blown, completely fuses we got to replace. Garage doors wouldn't open this morning. Um, still not the low. Went to the Arkansas basketball game on Saturday and we lost. It's was, it was pretty pretty ugly, pretty mm. sad. Yeah, It's pretty sad. And I love our listeners. I just don't want to take pictures after we lose. And I had to fake it hard. You can see the sadness in my eyes, though, in some of the pictures. Oh. And I can tell the pictures <laughs> I took before the game, during the game, timeouts or halftime, or after the game. Because my lips still had a smile on them. My eyes were sad. They were like tears coming down. It's tough, but I'm appreciative, and that overweighs the fact that I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm. But I did. I took some pictures. I took a lot of pictures and faked it the whole time. I was pretty proud of myself for that. <laughs> that was miserable. <laughs> oh, that was tough. That was the low. I, you know, what happened, too, was they had asked me, like, the day before if I wanted to do the intros for the game. And I haven't done that since, like, 11th grade at Mount Pine High School. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. And so... I get there and I'm like, where do I need to be? And they were like, five minutes before the game starts, we'll just come get you. And I'm like, well, how do they know where I'm sitting? And so finally, there's no cell in the place. So I'm starting to like, oh my God, are they going to remember that I'm even supposed to do this? And so I pull up my phone and I'm looking at texts and they give me not a script, but they just tell me what order to call the players. They'd sent it that morning. And I'm looking at it. I never told my wife. I just wanted to be like, hey, I'll be right back. And the next thing you know, I'm doing the announcing. Over yeah, the that's awesome. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> well, she looked, she, she's like, why are you like... Pacing, and I was like, "Well, somebody's supposed to come get me." She goes, "For what?" I was like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> and she goes, "Why?" Well, just she she has good vision. I have terrible vision. She goes, "I just saw on your phone there's a lineup. Are you doing the start, the starting lineup?" Oh man! And I was like, "Dang it!" Oh. <laughs> she saw it. So I went out and did that, and it was fun. It was cool. Uh, I hate that we lost, but. Yeah, I really hate we lost. When each thing about each person, like, oh, so, oh I just made it up as so we went. I didn't have anything. Written. Oh yeah, okay, that's what was, that was my question. We have clips of that. Okay, uh, here is what? What? Just, just push play. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, so I go out at half court. They wanted me to get up on a stand up high and do it, and I was like, I'm good. I'm gonna do it on the middle of the floor if that's okay. It was just too much me. Even I'm over me <laughs> sometimes, you know. So this is me. I guess just uh, doing the line. Here you go. Is there more or just that? Yeah, we got more. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no. They will lock you up for days and days. The leader, number four, Hey, Coach, I'm going to work Coach, Eric So it was super fun. I kind of was worried yesterday because I'm like, oh, my voice isn't all the way back. Oh, from yelling that? Yeah. yeah you were going hard. Yeah, because I just went hard. I was like, even if I suck at it, I'm going to have energy. The worst thing, just like life, you just bring energy, good things are going to happen most of the time. So I was like, I'm going to bring energy. I haven't done this in forever. And I give it a 7.5 out of 10. I had a lot of energy. Oh, man, that was a lot I of energy. I don't really have the deep voice, though. 
Number four. You just don't have that. I don't. Yeah, it's, it's I didn't fair. have that here doing this job, and I have that there. But I, you went, you went. He tried to go. I was losing my. It was fr- but it was awesome. Super cool. Didn't let me do that. And that was my high and also my low, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. So the game. Uh, we'll come back at Eddie's and Lunchbox in a second. We'll talk about the Murdoch murders and the old verdict there. We'll get some calls on. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives, you guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I'd have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
was flying out to California to do the Rich Eisen show for a couple days, and we had no internet on the flight for four and a half hours. Torture. That's like me being in one of those town squares in the 1800s with my arms and heads locked in that wood thing. <laughs> They're about to cut your head off? Oh, the well, guillotine. that's the guillotine, but what oh. they used to do is torture people by putting them in the town square, and they would just stay there. Oh, God. They would hold them there. That like is that. how that feels That's too. what that feels like to me. Four and a half hours with no internet. <laughs> I had so much work I'd planned to do on the plane, like I was being purposeful at taking that time. And so I'm up, and they're like, as soon as we get on, uh, excuse me, we have no internet on the plane. And somebody went, oh, that sucks. That somebody was me. So <laughs> we get up, and everybody stands up at the end of four and a half dreadful hours. And ding, everybody stands up. And who stands up? Al Gore. Al Gore was on the flight. The guy who claimed to invent the internet mm. was on a plane with no internet. The irony. Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> Al Gore was, he was on, on your flight. He was yeah. on your flight. Vice Whoa. President Al Gore. Hey, gray is all get out too, which makes sense because he's older. Old. Yeah. But I just have never seen him gray like that. Did he have people around him? Like, does he have one person? What a big deal? Just chilling. Say what up? No, he was like at the very front of first class. Oh, so and I was all the way back at the back of first class. Mm. Yeah, oh, to brag. Yeah, to brag a little bit. It's five rows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, but Nothing. I couldn't get to him. Like you, know, like the old piece of ice. Like, hey, I'm not, I'm not throwing something well, to the vice president. Like, now you're trying to get his, like, hey, man. But no, he was, uh, I was on the flight. It's on my Instagram story because I knew people wouldn't believe it. So I creepy pictured him yeah. like this. And then I loaded it right up just now if you want to see it at Mr. Bobby Bones. So I was calling it the Murdaw Murders. I didn't watch any of it. I just read it. Remember, never make fun of somebody who pronounces something wrong because... You yourself one day might pronounce something wrong. No, yeah, no, because that means says. they only read it. They've never actually <laughs> heard it. I was giving you no. my reasoning behind it. Raymundo, can you give everybody, first of all, it's the Murdoch, even though it's spelled Murdaw. Yeah. Can you give everybody just a quick overview of this case before we talk about what happened over the weekend? Oh, wow. Well, it all started with a boat case. A girl was killed, and it was a DUI case, and it was this guy's son who was driving the boat. So he was going to go to jail probably 20 years. Then there was a $30 million lawsuit. Then we learned that this guy was stealing money from his law firm because of the boat case. The dad. Motion to compel. He had to show his finances because he said he was broke. And they said, well, you're not broke. You're a lawyer. So then they unraveled this one case where a housekeeper died. Then there was a gay kid that got killed in the street. Maybe that's connected. All of that was tied to his family and specifically the dad. Then the brother, the son, and the wife died. And the dad killed him. And then that was the trial that was going on the last two months. Is that an accurate representation yeah. of everything? Yeah. And then also, the you got to go back to that he tried to hire a hitman to shoot him on the side of the road to cover all this up. So then the son that was left, I guess, would get everything. Why, why was it a story that the kid was gay, though? Because that kind of came out of nowhere. was maybe... Um, Connected to his, his son his was death. maybe involved with. Buster. Oh, got yeah. it. Because I was like, a gay kid died. Why don't, we, why don't we go? A straight kid died or a gay kid died? Yeah. But that was it was a hate crime. So part, right. yes, got it. Okay, so then we had the trial. I didn't know anything about it except Bananas. for I'd see some stuff on the news or TikTok. Somehow I got on the TikTok of that dude. I'd never watched. It. I swiped off. Mm, Only have an hour. I'm under eighteen. And so, <laughs> Ray, you guys watched it like it was a Super Bowl. Just because it was on during the day, my wife works from home now, so it was perfect for our schedules. And over the weekend, what happened? Well, right before the weekend, they uh, the trial ended. So jury, they deliberate. People thought it was going to be a week. Never going to hear from these people. It was 45 minutes. They were oh, in they the room. they went in and all knew. Yeah. And so people are running to the courthouse. They go, up, oh, verdicts in, verdicts in. I mean, he must have just went back to jail and been like, what? I got to put in a jumpsuit now? So when they come back... And after they announced the guilty verdict, did they talk to any of the jurors, do you know? And did any of them say they had to change anyone's mind? Or did they all go in and have to be, what, what do you know? Well, two people voted not guilty. 
I think one person was undecided yeah, and everybody else correct. was guilty. And so I watched a 2020 special on Friday where they interviewed one of the jurors. He was a, a guilty vote from the get-go, but he said after the people voted and they were like, oh, you're not guilty, they kind of talked over a few things and then boom, they changed their minds. I feel like those two just wanted to go home. Mm. For sure, because they've been there for two months. I mean, it's like... But if you're oh. saying going in with a not guilty and in 40 minutes they change your mind... Yeah. Right, with you all the what? evidence. <laughs> I, it seems like the dude was guilty. So aside from that, but if I go in and I'm like, oh, I don't think he's guilty, I'm digging in. You better change my mind. It's going to take more than 40 minutes to change my mind if I feel like it's not guilty. Unless they're like, I'm on the fence, I'll go not guilty. <laughs> but still, I couldn't believe that people would go in with one and within an hour have their mind changed unless they just wanted to get the heck out of there. Well, I think maybe they circle back like, hey, this this is a big red flag is the video that his son took minutes before well, they know the death. That? Didn't they see they it? They did, but I mean, I think they have to say, like, think about the timeline of this video. He's saying he was not home during this time, and then at 8.44 p.m., this video was taken at the dog kennel, and you can hear Alex's voice in the background. So he wasn't off the property. And this property's huge. It's, it's So even getting on and off it and getting to where they are, down to the kennels, and then, you know, saying you're at your mom's house. Oh, my gosh. The craziest part to me. Oh, no. Oh, I felt so horrible for his mom's caretaker. Who's the mom? I don't okay, know. I don't know. I'll, I'll get you. The, the Alex's wife died. He, 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 he murdered his he wife. He murdered his wife. Right. Not that mom. So his mom, his alibi was that he was at his mom's house checking on her because she's old and sick. Like grandma. Grandma. She has a caretaker. And... He was there for maybe 20, 30 minutes. Well, the next day, he saw the caretaker and said, remember, I was at the house visiting mom for 45 minutes, right? And the caretaker's like, why are you winking the at me? <laughs> the caretaker's like, actually, well, she had, to get, she had to get on the stand and testify, and she was so emotional about it because she liked this family, and she didn't want to like be the person to put someone away. And she starts crying, and she's like, he was not there. He was mm. there for 20 minutes or so and then he had also offered in that time frame to pay for her wedding to try oh, to, to bribe her mm-hmm, but in a roundabout way that wasn't a straight up bribe ray was he guilty in your mind yeah the video tied him within five minutes when the murders occurred mm-hmm. and his whole thing was i was never at the kennels the video proved he was at the kennels and that was it well for those that are annoyed by me not knowing anything about the case i apologize i'm just asking dumb guy questions because i don't really know what's been going on Again, I get on TikTok and I see the guy, and then I read the stories now where they they found all this, all these opioids in his house, like tons and tons. And now, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true or not, but now people are speculating he was involved in like some sort of drug ring, and yeah. some sort of trap, maybe some trafficking, maybe some because not a single person has that much, right? And they had an airstrip too. Yeah, like, they got like, a the piece land. of land from a drug dealer for five dollars. He was going to jail. And so they gave it to him for $5. Had a, uh, Dang, that's a good discount. Airstrip. <laughs> I mean, bad. just crazy. That's clearance. That's like Black Friday air sales, <laughs> airstrip sale. God dang. Well, and so it, it is spelled Mur, Murdaugh, but Amy told me, hey, idiot, it's Murdaugh during the break. It. I didn't say Basically, that. Did you, say you, you started laughing I, to yourself. Yeah. You and Mike and started you laughing. Po- you pointed oh, at him. And, I said it with compassion. And then she started playing this clip. Ray, can you play the clip for me? <laughs> Murdaugh. Murdaugh. Or Murdaugh. Murdaugh. In British English, murder. In American English, <laughs> now some families pronounce it also as Murdoch, as in Alex Murdoch. 
She had to hit me with British because, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, and except for... And this, who's this dude? He's more, he's an announcer dude that was doing the Alex murder one, but then he got Alex wrong. It's Alec. Okay. <laughs> See, why do we trust him? Like the kennel. He lies there, he lies everywhere else. <laughs> All right, high low for the weekend, Eddie. Yeah, so my low for sure is the windstorm, um, but the worst part about it is that I was 30 minutes late to pick up my kids. I had to go pick them up. And there the was wind a, kept blowing you back. You couldn't beat it. <laughs> I just like kept going. Come kept on. No, there was a huge tree like that that like blocked one of the roads to get to the school. But the problem is like all these cars kept going, and then they would U turn. And I mean, no one realized that there was a tree until you got there. So no one stopped. There were basically guys. <laughs> no one. So I was thirty minutes late. That was my low. My high though is Saturday was my first Saturday in months to not have a kids sports game. So dude, I just watched basketball, hung out. It was amazing. Nice lunchbox high low. Uh, my high was I escaped the storm with no damage for the first time in forever. I feel like every storm does something to my house. Low was uh, there was no nap this weekend. My wife oh, had me no. going doing this, doing that. Oh, let's go meet up with these people and hang out. Uh, what happened to my nap? And so I didn't get a nap all weekend. How many hours a weekday do you think you nap on average? A weekday? Yeah. Uh, average hour and 45 minutes. Average. Yeah. That's nice. Wow. I mean, some days it's like three. What's, a, what's a long weekday nap? Three and a half. Yeah, that's no, that's going to sleep. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels is, so good. Like, it feels so good when I go and I, it's one o'clock and I wake up and it's 430 and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. So every day you block out three hours or so. No, I don't even block it out. I just, you know, if I go to sleep and fall asleep for that long, I don't set an alarm. So there's nothing that you, there's nothing to do, so you just sleep. Yeah. Like, I got nothing on the calendar. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Like, I check my calendar. I'm like, oh, I'm free today, so I can. You don't have a calendar, though. You're right. So every day's free. Every day's free, All man. Right, there he is. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Houston, Texas. A man flew back into the airport to find his truck had been stolen. Someone had taken the keys from the valet stand, found his truck, and stole it. Well, the only problem is that thieves locked the keys in the car, and they called a locksmith to come and help them get in the truck. (laughs) They needed help. They weren't going to bust. I would just bust a window instead of calling somebody to help. Yeah, like they parked it in a motel, and then they locked the keys yeah. in the car, and they're like, ah, we need to get back in that truck. How are we going to do this? Yeah, bust a window. You're already a thief. <laughs> <laughs> You've already done something wrong. Do something else wrong. You know they're staying there for like 10 minutes. Dude, what do we do here? John, Jonathan, how do we do this, man? <laughs> you're, the, you're the smart one of the group. Dude only went to 11th grade. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Thank you guys for being here. You can be anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're here. We appreciate that. It's now time for the Good News Countdown. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Coming in at number three. Number three. A one-year-old girl was trapped in a burning house in Detroit last week, and the family dog refused to leave without her. The dog's name is Blue. She's a pit bull lab mix that they rescued from a shelter two years ago. Firefighters said she helped them find the baby because she wouldn't leave the baby, and it would just bark. Wow. Which I'd love to know what was inside that dog's head. Well, the dog was probably saying, right here, she's here. Or, right? Is the dog like, she got a treat in her pocket? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I just, I, I hope that that's what we can't ever know, though, you know? That's true. All right, go on. Number two. A police officer in Michigan is getting major kudos after finishing a pregnant DoorDash driver's order after that pregnant driver got into a car accident. Here's the moment that Lieutenant David Allen agreed to take the delivery from her and when he brought it to the waiting customer. I have DoorDash stuff in my in the car. Is there any way that you guys can deliver that for me? Yeah, sure. I'll take it for you. 
at your DoorDash. <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw what happened. I did not. Um, or wondering why the police are delivering your DoorDash. Yeah, she told me that. She okay, got in an accident. She got in an accident. Yeah. Wow. A cop car drives up to your house. <laughs> You're freaking out. He's bringing their DoorDash and he sees people run out of the back. <laughs> That'd have been funny, but that's awesome. So shout out to Lieutenant David Allen. And also she's like, I've been in an accident. I got to get this food somewhere. That's amazing. Yeah, good for him. And also you hope she got her car fixed. So there was a GoFundMe or something. I don't know. All right, next one. Number one. An army father deployed in Germany for two years is back in West Virginia, and he was able to surprise his two kids while they were in school. Here is Staff Sergeant Brandon Cole, first surprising his daughter, then his son. That's crazy. Hey, baby. You gotta love it. Pride and joy, right coming here. back home video. Don't the you? Surprising coming back home video. That's the good news countdown. That was the good news countdown. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. Bobby Bones. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.